0: And welcome to another episode here of the K2 Podcast I really appreciate uh, everybody for tuning in This evening, uh, I think I got some really interesting stories lined up for you guys tonight Um, It's been an awesome weekend for me I hope you guys had a great weekend Um, I finally got to go and actually sit in a restaurant for months um, So that was really nice to be able to kind of just kick back Have a good meal uh, prepared for you Uh, Got out there, mowed the lawn this weekend And uh, hung out with my neighbors a little bit so it was really a good weekend I hope you guys had the uh, same kind of weekend as well Um, I do want to say um, towards the end of the show uh, I'm gonna tell you how you can win an Amazon gift card we'll be doing a $25 Amazon gift card uh, next week Uh, so uh, I'll tell you how you can uh, win that uh, also, uh, there's some other stuff I want to get into towards the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but... Um I think that's it, we're gonna hop right into it. Uh, As Jay-Z once said, you could be anywhere in the world but you're here with me, so I appreciate that. So let's get right into tonight's show. Um, What we're gonna first discuss is uh, some stock picks. I got some updates for you. The stock market uh, looks like it's been doing pretty well over the past week or so, Um, so that's been nice to see that it's kind of starting to bounce back. Uh, So I kind of wanted to give you an update on some of the stocks that we picked earlier in the uh, shoot I guess it was back in April so it's been you know a month and a a little over a month now so that's kind of cool let's see here it looks like uh, for some reason the stream isn't going live to YouTube so I'm not sure what that's about but I'll have to just fix it later on Um, anyway Let's see here. So we remember if you remember a few months back or in April uh we talked about a few stocks which were Norwegian, Kohl's, Delta Airlines, and Carrier, and then recently we added a new one which was an ETF, um, which we're gonna talk about that a little bit and do an update on that one as well. But I just want to take a quick look here. Let's just go look at the uh Give me a second here. So we'll look at the uh, if you can see the screen here um, for Norwegian. Uh, when we first brought this show uh, this stock up, when I first brought it to everyone's attention, you know about when I was saying, hey, this would probably be a good stock to pick up. Uh, I first mentioned this one on one of my live streams on April sixth, uh, and the price then was ten dollars and one cent. Um, so if you would have picked up Norwegian at ten dollars and one cent as you see on the screen there, that was back on April 6th. Um, it's really bothering me that this isn't popping up for you on YouTube right now. I'm not sure what's going on. Oh well, nonetheless I'll fix it later. Sorry, I got distracted but if you would have picked this stock up on April 6th um, for ten dollars and one cent. Uh, that will be a great uh, investment now because as you can see, the stock is at $25.07. Now, it may be a little bit higher than that. I took this screenshot around one o'clock today, maybe a little earlier, and as you can see, the 52-week high for Norwegian is usually, or the 52-week high was $59.78, so it's about halfway there where it needs to be to be back on pace at the 52-week high, uh, but it's still kind of interesting to see that they have are beginning to bounce back you can kind of see by the chart there you're starting to see a little upwards trend uh so it's good to see norwegian is up at 25 dollars um i first told you guys about the stock and when it would be a good buy at ten dollars and one cent so you would have more than doubled your money on norwegian uh so that's just uh on that stock now we do have uh coals that we were talking about before as well um so coals when i first brought it up was also on april 6th during one of the live streams uh we decided to uh trying to exactly remember i'm not i think the price was fourteen dollars and fifteen cents so uh at first you know it was during the same episode that we talked about norwegian um i mentioned that it was fourteen dollars and fifteen cents on april 6th now the price as you can see is 2807 again this was as you can see under the uh price for today um it was around 130 when i took this screenshot so it could be a little bit higher or lower than 28 dollars. i haven't got a chance to uh go back and look at it but still this is another one where basically you've doubled your money up if you had picked or if you had went with norwegian so that was a good stock pick i think for you know When I first broke the news on getting Kohl's, it was at $14.15. Now it's up at $28. And another uh, interesting thing about Kohl's is I I had a friend who uh, recently went to Kohl's over the weekend, and she said that she had to put her things back. Because the line was so long and wrapped out around the building throughout the store that she couldn't even she was not like I'm not waiting in a in the line for over an hour just to check out So I thought that was interesting. It seems like Kohl's is starting to kind of bounce back get some energy going also as we I've talked about before uh, Amazon has always been someone mentioned that Amazon would there was a potential for amazon to purchase coals you know make an acquisition um which now seems more likely more than ever because uh there's stories now of amazon opening up brick and mortar locations i believe they have one set to open in raleigh which is a it's called four star um i guess it's one of amazon's uh Retail stores that they're looking to open. So as that begins to kind of grow and expand, you know, um, a Kohl's acquisition may not be out of the question. I'm not saying for certain that it will happen, but I wouldn't be surprised to see if Kohl's comes out of the uh, or if Amazon comes out of the woodwork and, and and buys Kohl's out. That would be an interesting thing. And then you can say you heard it first here on the K Two podcast. Um, but uh we're gonna move on to the next one that we picked that we were talking about um uh, which was delta airlines so delta airlines when we first mentioned it also on april 6 during that uh first live stream for for the stock picks um it was 22.32 dollars 32 when i mentioned it and um it's up to $36.20. So that's a pretty good jump. You know, definitely a decent little gain there. You can see on the chart, you're starting to see an upward trend uh, with Delta as well. Also, flights are beginning to pick back up. It seems people are starting to fly again. Um, The Washington Post actually made an article about, you know, people are flying again and uh, kind of talked about some of the things they're noticing with people traveling and stuff like that, that article is in the description so you could check that out for yourself if you'd like. Um, And then also the last one that we talked about which was um, Carrier, now Carrier's been awesome stock because when I first mentioned it, it was $15.44 on April the 6th during that live stream. It's now up to $24.18, so definitely a good gain. You can see the big jump there on the chart. Um, Again, it could be a little bit better than that right now because I took this screenshot today at 1.30. The market doesn't close till 4.30, so you got a little wiggle room there for it to go up or down. Uh, But good news is that it did in fact go up um so to kind of um bring make a a note of a couple things when i first uh what i did actually i'll show you my um i'll show you what i actually have here let's go back to my uh, main screen here and i'll show you when i first purchased these stocks. This is the picture you're seeing on the screen. There is from my actual portfolio, um, which is kind of cool because I made a separate portfolio. Of course, I have one that's a little bit more personal with some other stocks, um, but this one I made specifically for the show, um, just so we can kind of track these stocks that we picked. Um, now, if you look, I bought two Norwegian. That's the NCLH ticker symbol. I bought two of those at eleven dollars and twenty cents. Okay, that's when I personally got into the position. Was at $11.20. Uh, 20 so those two stocks cost me $22.40. Um, now, if you go down to Kohl's, uh, KSS ticker symbol, I bought two of those at $17.99. That's when I got into the position. It cost me $35.98. Then you have DAL, which is Delta Airlines, bought one of those for $22.83. Um, and then also uh, you have Carrier, which I bought one of those at $13.95, and uh, that's when I got into the position. So you can see all of that on my TD Ameritrade. I took a screenshot from my phone there. Um, so if you total all of that up, I spent $95.16 because if you remember in that episode, we what we talked about was – making the goal to be how you can invest with only a hundred dollars you know taking a hundred dollars and investing in it so we were able to pick all of those stocks it was a total of four stocks total for ninety five dollars and sixteen cent now if you look at the uh, other image that i have here which is the um Let's see here. The value of those uh, stocks now. If you look, the two Norwegian stocks, the NCLH, the value is fifty dollars and fourteen cents. The coal stocks is fifty six oh seven. The Delta Airlines is thirty six dollars, and then Carrier at twenty four dollars and fourteen cents. Um, So that equals a total value of $166 for this particular portfolio that I set up. So we turned that $95 into $166 within the matter of what, um, a little over a month, you know? So I thought that was pretty cool, you know? I thought that was something that was interesting to share because, you know, you can't say I didn't tell you so to go ahead and get those. Now, again, I do want to, you know, kind of be clear that, I, I, like I said, when you do invest, you always have to make your own decisions. I'm no financial expert, but it does make me happy to see that, you know, I was able to share some picks with you guys that made some great progress and was actually doing pretty well. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, also, lastly, don't forget, uh, there was another stock that we had talked about, or actually it wasn't a stock, it was an ETF, which was Gush. Um, let's see I can bring that back up for you so here's gush here here's the uh, chart for that when I first mentioned it this one was more recently on May 11th Um, so we're not even into a full month yet but um, I first told you guys about gush when the stock was at $37 or the ETF was at $37.49 that was on May 11th which you can see in the shot there but now gush is up to $64.42 so that's a huge jump there it's almost since we spoke about it as people are getting out to travel people are going to the beach people are starting to make plans you're seeing the need and the rise in oil prices which is contributing to the gush uh, gush ETF starting to move up so I thought that was a really good one to mention and bring up and kind of update you guys on how it's been going what the actual um, what the actual market's been doing, the ones that we picked, how they progressed. Uh, So it's kind of interesting to see. It's been definitely getting better. Um, Moving on though, I want to kind of get into our next story. Um, Our next story is a little bit, what would would you say, how could I say it? A little bit of a controversy because (coughs) it involves the bricks that people have been seeing at the protest. Um, Now, unless you lived under a rock somewhere, you probably heard about the random stockpiles of bricks that are popping up in cities where protests and looters are much more prominent. Um, It seems like everybody's been talking about it uh, in in some way or fashion or sharing the videos of people stumbling across these stockpiles of bricks and things like that. So. No one's really talking about it, though, like as far as the mainstream media goes, or when they do talk about it, they kind of just write it off as some sort of like conspiracy theory, or uh, they say, oh, well, we don't know where they're coming from and stuff like that. So I kind of wanted to compile a list and kind of generate some theories about where the bricks have came from uh, or, or where they, like, just try to find an explanation for it. Because the logical thought would be that well there's construction in the area maybe people are saying there's no construction in the area because if you watch some of the videos you'll see they'll post a video like oh look at this pile of bricks but there's no construction in the area so where are they coming from but maybe they're just not you know not showing the whole scene and there is in fact construction there so that was what you know could be kind of speculated but I feel like that's the easy route um you know And that's kind of what the media's been saying, like, oh, maybe they're, you know, or actually they really haven't given much explanation at all, quite frankly. But when the, what I feel like should be happening is I feel like the media should be saying, like, um, you know, I feel like the media should be saying that, well, these bricks, there is actual construction sites in the area, but these videos aren't showing it. But they're not saying that. So it kind of. Because I feel like the media would easily debunk these so-called conspiracy theories about the bricks and say, yeah, there's construction in the area, so that's why you're seeing it. These videos are fake. But no one's actually said that. No one knows where they're coming from. Um, which is kind of interesting you know it kind of leads me to believe that there's more to what you know than what meets meets the eye um you even have police departments weighing in on this situation talk you know acknowledging the random stockpiles of bricks and other ammunition i guess if you want to use that word i don't know if ammunition is the right word but um you have kansas city police department though they made a statement said the rocks and bricks are intended for use during the riots, the Kansas City Police Department said in a tweet following several days of violent protests and concern that the violence would continue. The department called on residents to contact police if they discovered any additional stockpiles of potentially harmful items. If you see anything like this, you can text 911 and let us know so we can remove them. That's what the Kansas City Police said on Twitter. This keeps everyone safe and allows your voice to continue to be heard. Uh, to end their uh, tweet there, uh, so you have the Kansas City Police Department acknowledging that you know they 've come across it as well, and if you see it, you know please report it so this is not something that is completely a falsehood or just completely made up. You have the Kansas City Police Department you know acknowledging that they have come across these stockpiles then you also have baltimore police who also weighed in making a statement um, in a tweet uh, baltimore police said uh, the baltimore pd is committed to protect protecting the rights and facilitating peaceful protests to ensure that the safety of everyone small stashes of potential weapons have been located if you see something say something call nine one one if you see anything that could be used to incite violence um so you also have the baltimore police department acknowledging and there's a couple others out there um that are acknowledging that these bricks are popping up so it's not just some random conspiracy theory but i've also compiled a list of uh places where they could be coming from now keep in mind this stuff that i'm going to share with you guys on the bricks and where they're coming from is actually speculation you know there's no merit to it. i don't have any proof about it i I can't say exactly you know where they are and coming, coming from with certainty but i do have a lot of um information about them so or stuff that you know can kind of start drawing some conclusions about where they're coming from uh but matter of fact i have a, a clip here we can take a look at the clip um Let's, let's watch this clip. We'll just take a look at some of the stockpiles people been fighting. This is the setup. They put them there on purpose, I know bro. where at. they They're going to set them on right up on the rail. Of a- Y'all know what building this Y'all is right here. Up. I ain't even going to say what name it is. Hey, where do them bricks go to? Where do they bricks go, go to? Where do them bricks we go to? We got to do better.
1: Ain't no damn construction. got to do better. Ain't no damn construction around here. I see. Ain't
0: no damn construction around here. You're just going to set a pile of bricks right there. Oh, okay. Listen, I did jewelry duty three months ago. Y'all don't keep no bricks right there. Do better. Bro, they got them bricks, bro. We are protesting. Shit,
1: crazy. Some random ass bricks, bro. Ain't no construction. Ain't no construction, bro. Just some random ass bricks sitting here.
0: So, we got we got so those that's some of the uh videos on the actual bricks, you know, there's a lot more to where that came from, but I want to share with some of the theories about where they're coming from. Now, again, all of this is speculation. I can't say with certainty that any of this can be proven or backed up or there's any evidence to this, but some people believe that this actually started with former President Barack Obama when he used the words concrete action. So, during a a piece that he published on um, a a website called Medium, which is an online publishing platform, if you're not familiar with Medium, you can go to Medium.com and check them out um but it's an online publishing platform and uh some some people are saying that he used the words concrete action in this um publication that he made and they were saying that well this is some kind of code that he's using to tell people to you know You know, put these stockpiles out there. And, you know, of course, it's kind of a wild and crazy uh, conspiracy theory. But many backed up this conspiracy claim by saying that President Obama also tweeted – and I'll quote, this was his tweet that he had pulled together some resources to help young activists sustain the momentum by channeling chat, excuse me, by channeling their energy into concrete action. And it seems like everyone on the internet knew what he was referring to when he made these claims because everybody jumped on it and was like, oh, I bet you he's, he's talking about the bricks, you know, and he's saying, I pulled some resources together, and it's kind of weird this stuff is popping up throughout some of these cities. Now, of course, like I said, it's, it's it's a crazy claim, but it is one that people have brought up. You know, one I've kind of seen floating around on the internet. But also, some people are. Uh, you have people like Warren Buffett is a huge investor who he s- recently made a tweet who said bricks could have been my best investment ever. And some people are saying this was a reason or this he didn't tweet it. It was he made he did it during an advertisement during an advertisement he was bragging saying yeah bricks could have been my best investment ever. And that's kind of weird because it's like why would you say that bro like you know when all that stuff is going on so you know that was just another spec you know another uh speculation on the whole thing there's no real evidence to back up these claims other than the words that were used so you'll have to kind of decide on your own but i do want to say the united states officials um the uh, United States officials have confirmed that they are investigating the possibility of the protests being infiltrated by extremist groups, encouraging the chaos. You also have the NYPD Deputy Commissioner of Intelligence and Counterterrorism. His name's John Miller. He weighed in, saying that he has a high degree of confidence that the an- the anarchist groups plan the violent interactions and vandalism. But ultimately, I'm going to leave it up for you guys to decide for yourself. Um, But there are some other theories, some some other theories, some quick ones to note was some people said that they were placed there by police, so that way when a protester used the brick that they could go in and engage the people and attack them. You know, I find that one to probably be one of the least likely, but it's still a theory, still something I wanted to note. Um, Some people also said it could have been the business owners that were nearby. Some people were saying, yeah, some of the business owners putting it down there, hoping that they'll use the bricks to bash up their business so they can collect the insurance money (laughs) you know and i don't ever want to think about anybody doing that but you see kind of cases all the time about people saying that you know uh where they set their business on fire to collect the insurance money so you never know that could be another place that they came from no one's really saying for sure exactly where they're where those bricks are coming from but as far as the business owners go you got to realize it has been several months a lot of these businesses have been closed down due to the coronavirus some of them probably are in a little bit of debt so you know you could make a case there that you know hey look their their business is down on hard times they want to get out from underneath their business um so they're setting the bricks out there um, you've also got people saying it could be something as simple as street art or visual performance art is the term that they that they, they were using um, so there's so many different theories about where the bricks are coming from but I just kind of wanted to shed some light on the ones that you maybe not have heard of or one that weren't so obvious or aren't being talked about um, again if you have some other theories or other stuff you heard you can comment uh, those down below if you like and kind of share because I'd like to hear uh, some of the other theories and kind of determine where they're coming from but again um, none of this is proven none of this is factual I just thought it was interesting and kind of wanted to bring it up to everybody Um, and and it kind of bothers me uh, that people are using these bricks and stuff because to me a brick symbolizes like you know the building blocks of civilization you know family you know when you think of family you think of building blocks, you know, hard work, dedication. That's what I think about when I think bricks. And these are the same items that are being used as now a symbol of hate and fear to be used as missiles, uh, you know, for our misguided youth. So I don't know. It's just something to kind of think on. But moving on uh, with the riots, uh, we've also heard a quite a bit of. Uh, of death in, in these riots. Uh, now, not all of it is covered. Sometimes they don't even speak about it, especially if it's a person of color. They kind of just go silent on the whole issue. Um, but recently there was the death of retired police captain David Dorn. Uh, the video of his death, is it's a pretty rough video. Um, I've seen the clip. Um, we're not going to watch it on today's show. I just don't want to play it, and plus it's real kind of funny with YouTube's guidelines. I don't want to get hit for that so i don't want the video taken down so we're not going to play it on this show but if you are interested in seeing that clip you can go uh, to the k2 podcast facebook page i have that uh facebook page linked down below in the description so if you want to go to the facebook page it is there for you to view um, all you have to do is just go to the page while you're there please hit the like button so you can stay up to date um, on that information but david dorn uh he was a retired police captain who was uh killed during the uh looting that was going on and it's kind of sad because really he was protecting a pawn shop and they killed this man over a tv that was just really i mean just i I couldn't wrap my head around that it was sad to see him go um but like i said if you want to see the video i'm not going to play it on tonight's show but i did want to bring up this particular instance because for a couple reasons one being that the mainstream media has been mostly silent on the whole issue um like i said when a person of color is killed um during these riots they don't really want to bring it up because it kind of goes against the narrative but you know i've seen a little bit of coverage about it which is not you know which is you know i'm surprised by that and i'm happy to hear that but like i said i wanted to kind of also bring this up because I don't want to come on here and push the standard narrative that uh, oh if if black lives really matter well what about this guy you know that's what everybody says you know everybody will like if you find somebody who is a person of color or black that got injured in the in the looting or the protests or maybe even killed everybody says oh black lives matter well what about this guy it didn't matter when he lost his life and that you know that's a valid statement I'm not taking away from that but I'm not going to use that as the reason why I'm bringing up this video. I feel like that's the easy route, that's kind of the um, obvious, you know, that's the obvious answer. But I wanted to bring it to to attention because I feel based upon what I've heard about this uh, former officer, David uh, Dorn, um, is, He was an outstanding citizen, a great father. Uh, He was a grandfather, a protector of his community, uh, and he ultimately lost his life serving his community and trying to protect it. And he uh, deserves a lot of respect, you know, and I wanted to kind of shed some light on him because he he was a good guy from what I've gathered from the stuff that I've read and I wanted to play a video that a former officer his name is brandon tatum um i'm not sure you guys may have been seeing some of his videos but i kind of wanted to play a little bit of what his take on it was and then we'll go from there and talk a little bit more
1: when the brother kill a brother you don't care when the police officer former police officer 77 year old man retired captain on the police department done spent 38 years of his life protecting and serving Show up to a call for service because you know when you a cop and when you've served people that long, it ain't just a job, it's in your spirit. Show up to protect the pawn shop, being a good Samaritan, a good citizen, a good man, a good father, a good grandfather, a good leader in the community, and you show up because you want a TV and you take that man's life and y'all video record him losing his life, Nobody renders aid, and the man who did this probably ain't never gonna get caught because y'all won't even snitch. What have you accomplished?
0: so that was kind of an interesting take on it. You know, he's just basically, you can watch his whole video. I have that link down below as well. Um, you can watch the whole video of Brandon Tatum kind of talking about his ideas and what he thinks about some of the stuff that's going on. Um, here's a picture, as you can see over my shoulder, uh, of David Dorn. Um, and then you heard at the end of the video there that he was saying that, you know, nobody's going to snitch. So they'll probably never find out who actually did it. But it actually appears that uh they did um they did actually press charges or charges have been brought against a gentleman whose name is Stephen Cannon. Um I think I have a picture of Cannon just to, to bring it up here. Um there he is Um, so Stephen Cannon, uh, was being held, uh, right now he's being held without bond on first degree murder charge in the death of David Dorn, who's 77, who was killed on Tuesday on the sidewalk outside Lee's pond and jewelry. Uh, Dorn's last moments were caught on video and apparently posted on Facebook, which, uh, you can watch that video if you want on my, uh, K2 podcast page on Facebook, um, but I really like Brandon Tatum's uh, video on the situation because he kind of talks about it. If you want to see more of what he had to say, you can definitely check out his video on it. Um But uh I do want to kind of keep moving on because um the next thing that I kind of wanted to talk about is virtue signaling. I've seen a lot of white people doing this. I mean, a lot of white people. And it's... It's kind of embarrassing in many ways, but I've I've spoke a little bit about this on my personal Facebook page, and I'm just seeing a lot of social media posts uh, that people are just virtue signaling. They're saying they're it should, I mean I'm sure you've seen it if you log into your social media, go to your Facebook, you're gonna see these people that basically to me. It just seems like they want attention and they're trying to make it about themselves or show you, oh, how racist, I'm. oh, how I'm not so racist. Look at my post. I'm not racist, guys. But if really in reality, if you surround yourself with certain people, they know you, people that you interact with, how you treat other people should speak for itself. You don't have to do this elaborate Facebook post to say, oh, I'm not a racist. Look at me. And some people are going so far as to get their kids involved, um, which is really disheartening uh to me um it's 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 really kind of bad i've seen one photo of a lady who uh who actually used a photo of her child um to say that her child was privileged um i should have got that photo for you guys but i didn't bring it up i apologize for that but uh moving forward it just these posts to me it kind of comes off like you're already saying that you're somehow more superior to to black folks by saying yeah i am white privileged and i recognize my privilege and you're kind of like God, like you're just it's so weird it's its just like the weirdest thing that i would say and and god forbid if you respond to any of these posts in the comments section all of a sudden you become a racist somehow and you're shamed for a disagreement and i'm not trying to make a cover for you know comments that are actually you know people who are making comments of hate or actual racism but anyone who dares to have a different stance maybe one like the one we just heard from brandon who was a retired or former police officer if you take any kind of stance like that somehow you're now a racist and you should be on your knees apologizing i mean i've like i said i've seen some people using photos of their children who have absolutely absolutely nothing to do with the situation to be used as pawns um and it's quite just it's disgusting to me i mean in matter of fact let's take a look at brandon's video on the uh on the whole thing he he got it he has a great take on it Let's let me
1: get to you white people white people i need you to hear me real clearly you better stop with all of that bs virtue signaling you saying you have white privilege don't make somehow make me feel any better about how racist you are the fact that you believe in white privilege shows me that you are cognitively dissonant from reality You are telling black people when you say you have white privilege or acknowledging your white privilege or or, or that you have it better in life, that you're better than black people, that you're going to go further in life than black people. And that black people need you to somehow acknowledge and give them a handout so they can have a a, a decent life. You're you're not operating with common sense. And all this virtue signaling is not doing nothing but perpetuating and flaming and fanning the fire y'all fanning the fire y'all getting on y'all knees uh, 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 uh on the sidewalk to to confess your white privilege and if none of y'all was racist and none of y'all own slaves and none of y'all was alive during Jim Crow then what are you doing what are you actually accomplishing
0: so there you have it from him that's his take on the matter and I tend to agree with what he's saying you know I mean it's 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 just it's it's kind of like you're bragging about your white privilege in my opinion. Um so it's just a, it's just a it really needs to stop. I just I I don't I just don't see how people can continue going on doing this, you know, it doesn't really help uh, help the situation. Like he said there, what does it really accomplish, you know? Uh you have these people who, you know, will say, well, you know, I, I, am sorry for what has happened and I'm sorry, but it, keep in mind, this is something that many people don't have no control over. No, uh, it's, you know, I, I go through life I interact with people, people who know me know, would know if I'm a racist or not. I don't need to make some elaborate Facebook post to try to look for clout or attention. Um, and and everybody always wants you to say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry," or you know, you're if you're not saying sorry, you're somehow on the wrong end of the spectrum. Um, but you know. There's a difference between saying like you're sorry and trying to find effective ways to be involved instead of a Facebook quote or meme. You're posting, like I said, looking for clout and attention, and that's just not cool. You know, nobody likes someone who's just sorry all the time. It's looked down upon. Um, you know, I got a quick story I'll share with you guys. I've, at one point, I worked at a call center, and um, one of the things that we had to say whenever a customer had brought up an issue they would always say you would have to say well i'm sorry to hear that i'm sorry to hear that and i would continuously say you know i'm sorry to hear that i'm sorry to hear that eventually you know it kind of weighs down on you as a person you start to feel sorry like you like a lot of people believe what you speak into existent existence kind of uh determines your 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 life around you and things like that so you hear that a lot where people are saying um you know, where you hear that a lot where people are saying that you speak, you, what you say is you speaking into existence. So I noticed that I was constantly saying sorry all the time, and I started to become depressed and feel sorry. And it, de- it definitely takes a uh, large toll on your whole mental health overall. So don't, I would just, I'm not saying that there aren't times when an apology could be due uh, for certain things, but. You have to don't constantly focus on the sorry portion. If you really want to help, get involved, you know, find effective ways to help. That's just my stance on it. That's kind of what my take is on the whole thing. Um, Another uh, quick story that I wanted to kind of talk about is uh, the coronavirus. This story is kind of wild because, you know, We've kind of been talking a lot in the uh, past uh, about the coronavirus. You know, I kind of supported some of the uh, protests against it and things like that. And then there was people like uh, Dr. Fauci who said, you know, this needs to stop or you have all these doctors and medical professionals coming out saying these protests should not be going on. You know, I can't believe you guys are out there protesting. So. You know, this is kind of a a wild thing. And, you know, right now, while there's protests going on, we have no idea where Dr. Fauci is. Where is everyone? You know, in fact, I was saying uh, that not following social distancing guidelines or wearing a mask, you were putting people's lives in danger or at risk. Um, Well, I did a little bit of investigating on it, and let's just say I found that over a thousand of them, a thousand medical professionals have put out an open letter um, saying that they're in support of the current protests that are happening um But they weren't in support of the previous protests um, where people were saying that they didn't like the excessive quarantine. They didn't want to be locked down. So the violation of their rights. But now because of what's going on today, they're saying, no, it's okay. So I actually will bring up I have I don't know if you guys can read that or not but i'll try to read it to you just in case you can't um we won't go over the whole thing but basically um you have over uh 1200 health professionals sign a letter saying don't shut the protest down during the coronavirus uh or use that as an excuse to shut down these uh protests that are the you know that are going on so here here's the uh letter i'll just read it off real quick open letter advocating for anti-racist public health response to demonstrations against systematic injustice occurring during the COVID-19 pandemic. On April 30th, heavily armed and predominantly white protesters entered the state Capitol building in Lansing, Michigan, protesting stay-at-home orders. Um, so they're taught, you know, that's what we were talking about a little bit for, uh, before. For, uh, but it says they were protesting stay-at-home orders and called for widespread public masking to prevent the spread of COVID-19 infectious disease. Physicians and public health officials publicly condemned those actions and privately mourned the widening rift between leaders in science and a subset of the communities that they serve. As of May 30th, we are witnessing continuing demonstrations and responsibilities. Response to ongoing pervasive and lives taken by police. So we're gonna—I'll skip the rest. I have this whole letter in the description below, so you can check it out. But I do want to read the next part because this is what's. Shocking to me. White supremacy is a, le- is a lethal public health issue that predates and contributes to COVID-19. Black people are twice as likely to be killed by police compared to white people, but the effects of racism are far more pervasive. Black people suffer from dramatic health disparities in life expectancy, maternal and infant mortality, chronic medical conditions and outcomes from acute illnesses like myocardial inf- bar infarction and sepsis biological determinants are insufficient to explain these disparities they are a result from long-standing systems of oppression and bias which have been subjected which have subjected people of color to uh, to discrimination in healthcare setting decreased access to medical care and healthy food unsafe working conditions and then they got this whole list going on well you read the next little section here it says staying at home social distancing and public mass are effective at minimizing the spread of covid-19 to the extent possible. So here goes. here's where they kind of uh go again. Um so, we support the application of these public health best practices during demonstrations that call attention to the pervasive lethal force of white supremacy. However, as public health advocates, we do not contemn those gatherings as risky for covid nineteen transmission so they 're saying that these protests do not seem risky for covid nineteen transmission now. You know, when the, when the, uh, when everybody was, you know, protesting before against the excessive quarantine and saying that, you know, a lot of their rights were being violated. Oh, that was a, ri- that was risk. But this, the, what's going on now, uh, is not a risk. You know, th- this is something that, you know, it's okay. They're saying it says we support them as vital to the national public health and to the threatened health specifically of black people in the United States. We can show that support by facilitating safest protesting practices without detracting from demonstrators ability to gather and demand change this should not be confused with the permissive stance on all of gatherings particularly protests against stay-at-home orders so that is just the weirdest thing so they're saying I don't. I just don't even understand that sentence. I don't know if you guys caught on to what they're saying right there. But what they're saying is this should not be confused with permissive stance on all gatherings, particularly protests against stay-at-home orders. Those actions not only oppose public public health interventions, but are also rooted in white nationalism and run contrary to respect for Black lives. Protests against systematic racism, which fosters the disproportionate burden of COVID-19 on black communities and also perpetuates police violence must be supported. So they're saying, look, if you're, if you're, if you're protesting stay at home orders, that's not okay. But if you're going out to protest, you know, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, that is okay. Now I'm not against either one of those protests, but how do how are these people, you know, I'm for protesting, you know, it's part of your amendment. If you want to peacefully gather and protest and exercise your rights, I'm totally on board with that. But what I'm not on board is this wish-washy flip-flop saying, oh, you guys can do it, but you guys can't do it. That just seems bizarre to me, it makes no sense. So they go on and they have a few things here that just, you can read this whole list, I I would advise that you read it. Um but you they also list everybody who signed it. It's fifteen page document and only what's the three pages or actually two pages is the actual letter. The rest of the pages is all people who have signed this document. So you know I would definitely take a look at it. Um you have people from like University of Toronto. You have people from Harvard um you have people um from like uh, uh real like uh good um nursing schools bloomberg school of public health i mean you can just go through the whole whole damn list i mean university of washington you can see all the names here all these people and some of them are highly respected in their field and they signed this bizarro letter that makes absolutely no sense to me so it just trips me out I can't understand that. It's just so bizarre and weird that they would come out with this letter. But, you know, we're going to uh, get ready to wrap up tonight's show. I last story is kind of a little bit about some positive news. i like to end on a positive note. Um, there is still hope with all of this madness going on with some of the stuff that we just discussed. There is hope, and there is still plenty of people who care about the country and want to spread positivity. We recently seen this um, in um, Minneapolis. There's a middle school who decided to hold a food drive for the uh, Uh, Loot burned and looted up community Um, But uh, what makes this story so great is they were actually expecting a small turnout They held this food drive. They weren't expecting many people to show up or or contribute But what they actually got was a huge overwhelming response of donations Um, If you can see that photo there, I kind of tried to make it big for everybody So you can kind of see all of that is a lot of the donations Um, But it says donations covered every inch of the ground of our parking lot according this was a statement that the uh, principal uh, made to CNN but she said donations covered every inch of our ground of our parking lot the grass everywhere Um, that was again Sanford Middle School um, and Principal Amy Nelson is giving this quote she said we had to also use a neighboring park because we didn't have enough space here at the school to stack up all the donations so I thought that was a great story great way for the middle school to contribute give back to their community and it kind of gives me a, a a good sense of hope that there is still people out there that care want you know want people to do well so that you know that's real uh, that was real uh heartfelt so good job to them um if you want to hear more about that story i got that in the link uh in the description down below so you can definitely check that out um now that's uh, pretty much everything for tonight's show um I do want to make a couple of announcements. Um, like I said, we are. Uh, next week I will be giving out a $25 gift card to Amazon Um, there's no purchases Um, there will be a couple of things that you have to do maybe like the video or something like that Um, but I will release more info on that uh, before Wednesday uh, Wednesday at the latest I will post a video telling you how you can enter to win the gift card Um, also I wanted to share with you guys the stream will no longer uh, right now you can catch the stream on iTunes, Spotify, anchor fm youtube and my personal facebook page um and there's a couple of other smaller platforms that it streams to as well but what we're actually going to do is i'm going to be moving from my personal facebook page to the k2 podcast facebook page that's where you'll be able to catch the stream i no longer want to do it from my personal page um this is just an attempt to kind of get people who want really are interested in the show and want to tune in every week they can follow along on that k2 podcast page in real time kind of see the post throughout the week and kind of be involved and we can talk and have discussions and things like that um so so like i said the k2 podcast page is where this uh stream will be at next week along with all the other platforms i mentioned you just won't be able to find it on my personal facebook page like i have been doing um but nonetheless I'm looking forward to uh, uh, kind of growing the show It's been growing exp- exponentially you know each week I'm gaining new listeners especially on anchor and iTunes I've getting a lot a great response on there and you know that's without any of the video stuff going on so I find that to be pretty cool because even without the video stuff you know and it's just me talking people are tuning in listening to it on their way to work stuff like that um, so I appreciate you guys checking it out tonight we're finishing up a little early we usually end try to be on for about an hour hopefully you got a little bit of good information on this stuff um I think that's going to be it. I don't think I have anything else. Just stay tuned for that gift card giveaway. I'll be mentioning that. Like I said, the first thing that you would probably want to do if you want to be involved is go to the K2 Podcast Facebook page. Like the page so that way you can get uh, get get the post in your news feed. Um, but I'll definitely uh, put it out there for everyone to see so that they can get involved and uh, have a chance to win the gift card. Uh, but I think that's going to be it for tonight's show. Uh, I appreciate it. Everybody who t- tuned in, this is our 15th episode. I'm really happy and glad that you know we've made it this far. We're gonna keep on going. Uh, I got some guests in the works that are coming up. I won't for a couple of the next two weeks or so. I don't have any guests lined up. I kind of wanted to get into uh, just covering some more stories and things like that while I work on getting some really good, entertaining guests for you guys. So just look out for that. I appreciate you tuning in tonight. It was a real pleasure spending my evening with you all. I hope you enjoyed the show uh take care and uh enjoy the rest of your night have a great work week